What's up, comic lovers? Welcome to the 10th issue of Comic Tating, produced by Nerdables and the Nerdables podcast family and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? First off, I want to thank you for joining us once again on our voyage through DC's Rebirth event, reimagining, rebirthing, recoming together and making new comics. Uh, this week, like all the other C's, a huge bevy of books. Um, we're going to concentrate on five of them, and we're going to start with the one-two punch of the Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn. It's an odd week to have those come out, considering I wonder no, why like, movie or anything. Oh, wait, there is a movie this week. What? Of course, Suicide Squad opens on Friday, and so DC, in a mix of synergy has given us a suicide squad rebirth issue uh this is the rebirth one shot kind of uh re-establishing or establishing the new status quo as we go forward written by rob williams art by philip tan uh inkers are jonathan jonathan galpion scott Hanna, and sandu flora uh, alex sinclair does the coloring a lot of uh, old wild storm boys in here yes. uh, and um it's basically uh, suicide squad it, it was in the new 52 Became new Suicide Squad for a while. Um, I think the new Suicide new the new Suicide Squad team was not as connected with the government. Something along those lines. It wasn't exactly Task Force Task Force X. I can't speak English today. I don't know what the heck's wrong with me. Um, so we open with President, who shockingly looks something like uh, a certain Barack Obama, as you said, kind of dating the issue. Yep. Especially uh, since he's only got a couple months left in office. Yeah, that's one of my pet peeves in books, and mm -hmm. it was a great lesson that was once taught by The Simpsons, especially in the early seasons, is do your best to not use current yeah. historical figures. You know, when they're sort of outside of their time frame, you can use them, because now they're just sort of references to things. But when you're actually using, like, current presidents or making jokes about very, very time-specific technologies, yeah. you kind of date yourself even a few months later. Yep. And uh, that that's that's the one. But I will say, classic style Amanda Waller is back. Yes, the more um, big and brawny and burly and and just gonna beat you up. Uh, speaking of pet peeves, in the middle of this conversation, as the uh, the president is very upset with the idea that Task Force X even exists, that it goes against everything that he and his presidency and this country should stand for. Uh, Waller's fighting to keep this going. The idea that they the, the Suicide Squad is needed. In order to uh, do the things that even the president doesn't want to know right. about. To protect American interests, you have to find a team who's willing to do the dirty work. Yeah, the very dirty work. And better yet, to get people who are not as uh, as, as morally compunctuous as, as other... Right. Uh, as we would want our, our heroes to be. It provides plausible deniability for yeah. the president. Because then it just looks like, oh, if Captain Boomerang kills the wrong person, it's, it's just, just Captain, Captain Boomerang, Boomerang yeah. killing somebody. That's the way they're going. So in the middle of this conversation... Waller almost makes it makes a sort of concession of the idea of having someone who has more of a moral center that would lead the team and control the team. And of course, this has been a part of the previous incarnations of Suicide Squad uh, in pre-New 52, and that is Rick Flagg. Now, my pet peeve is he's introduced as Colonel Rick Flagg, who was a Navy SEAL. The rank of Colonel does not exist in the Navy. This is, and it's so stupid. As soon as I read it, I'm like, I'm out. 
I'm just like I'm not out, but I'm just like we all have Arr. look. We all have things that yeah. you, you read an issue and it snaps you back because it, it's a fact that you know. Yeah, and, and it's such it's a clearly it's incorrect. Such a, a, a little bit of research just to look and see right. what a rank would be. He could be captain. Yeah, he could be commander. Um, he could be lieutenant commander right. and still hold that same sort of idea. A captain is, he could be, is, a, is, a, is a sort of the same rank as a colonel. Could be someone who is in charge of a lot of people. Right. He could have been um, in the air force. Yeah, to or, or, make him a colonel. Yeah, you make him a para jumper or whatever. But everyone wants to use that Navy SEAL because the that's SEAL. the popular one. Like, oh yeah, SEALs, man. Right. But if you're gonna use a SEAL, there's no such thing as a colonel in the Navy, so you can't use. He can't be Colonel Rick Flagg. He has to be Captain or Commander or something like that. So and Commander sounds better. Commander, Com- yeah, Rick Commander Fla- like Flagg, Commander yeah. Bond. Yeah, Commander from Flagg. James Bond. You like James Bond? I didn't know. Um. So yeah, we kind of have um. In and then we have Waller. Bay. Yeah, we we find out that that um. As Waller said, Flag's kind of disappeared off the map, but she doesn't really say why. He's uh, currently in Guantanamo Bay, not on the right side of a jail cell. And then we see the Suicide Squad is in the middle of a mission. It's very much a, a reestablishment of that idea. Of, there's some things out there that that you're not going to send the Justice League to do. You're not going to send Justice League America or International. You can't even send your own military to do them. You know, they're up for, they're up against super powered beings. They're got to make hard decisions that um, is, you know, something that Batman or Superman or whatever would never be able to do. And also situations in which Batman and Superman wouldn't really have their eye on. You know, Batman's fighting crime in Gotham. He's not on the other side of the world trying to protect American interests in the Middle East or in Southeast Asia. Superman is more worried about Darkseid coming back than a couple of guys who are running around, you know, stealing cars or whatever. Right, right. When you look at sort of what superheroes represent, especially, you know, in, in books like DC and Marvel, there's, you know, there's, there's always been sort of that historical bend of patriotism. Yeah. But when you sort of look at superheroes, they tend to be a little more apolitical when you sort of get the wider scope. It's not about protecting one specific nation. They look at things as global threats. Yeah, they they take care of problems. You know, Superman's gonna save the day in Paris, France, but then he's also gonna go save the day in Bangladesh, and then he'll you know maybe save the day in Los Angeles and hop back to Metropolis, and that's sort of the big picture that books like the Justice League—they're there to protect the world, and the Suicide Squad and beyond, yeah. and beyond, and the Suicide Squad in this book in particular, and a lot of what they do with when they introduce things like Task Force X. They are there to not protect. Not that easy, is it? It's not that easy. Try saying it three times fast. Uh, if you can do it, send us, <laughs> send us a letter. If you can, if you can say Task Force X uh, three times fast, that'd be well, that'd the be letter. Fun. It's not going to help. And uh, record it or you got to record it and send it to us, please. Yeah. I'd like to hear this. Uh, but if, but specifically with things like the Suicide Squad, they are to protect American interests. They are like a black ops team, very much like the Thunderbolts for Marvel Comics. Yeah, it's the Thunderbolts were, um, you know, although their their origin is is different. It's here. It's villains posing as heroes in order to get in the good graces of society as a whole. It became a very Suicide Squad, squad. T- Task X type deal. Of the villains were under the sway of the American government, you know, with a kill chips and so on and so forth. So, right. Um, this book, of course, has a lot of uh, it's Suicide Squad. Harley's in it. It's got a lot of buzz. Jim Lee is doing the art for the regular series that starts soon, uh, so that got a lot of buzz from the start. Right here, we have Philip Tan doing uh, doing the issue. So 
And as you said, a lot of Wild Force. Uh, wild yeah, a lot guys. of Wild Storm. That's, I mean, it's definitely a, a Lee Studios yes. uh, production. Uh, very much part. in yeah. his art style. It's and really- having, um, uh, you know, Alex Sinclair do the arts, he did almost, or do the, excuse me, do the colors, did most of the colors for the Wildstorm stuff as well. And Scott Hanna, Scott Hanna inked almost everybody at Wildstorm. Um, that wasn't Jim Lee. Scott Williams was kind of Jim Lee's personal inker, but Scott Hanna did a lot of stuff for guys like Philip Tan, Ryan Benjamin, J. Scott Campbell when he first started and stuff like that. So, um, it's not it's it's not a bad book. We we had a little bit of a punch with the dialogue, but it's a good idea. Some of the obviously. dialogue, uh, some of the some of the 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 way the story is structured within the panel usage threw me off a little bit. Uh, more than anything else, I knew I had to go back and read panels over again just to like okay what's the flow so that really uh, really sort of like a focus thing is the book does jump around they are really trying to set up a lot in this book and give you a lot yeah. of personalities of at least the first few members we have rick flag we've got harley quinn and we've got deadshot and mm, captain, captain boomerang, boomerang or boomerang now uh as the the four see if he was in the navy he could be captain boomerang. he could be captain boomerang captain boomerang uh Cop boomerang had, uh, and they're trying to sort of give you like everything you need to know, and then yeah. uh, going. And they forward, do mention that there's other there's other members of the. There task are other force members, and we're probably going to get we'll like see. that montage moment in a couple issues of like, oh, we're going to add this character, yeah. and we get like, oh, we got to build the team again. It's like, yeah. oh, we got to go As get we Killer see the Croc suicide. And... Yeah, we see the Suicide Squad kind of performing on their mission. You think it's concurrence, but it's it's not. As you know, we get towards the end, and we realize that this is something. That, it happens after Waller meets Flag, and then we kind of go from there. So. Right, right. We sort of have the introduction, then we move in. Although there is one, you you had your 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 Colonel Captain moment. I had my Captain Pun moment, <laughs> where towards the end of the book, uh, uh, the the sort of the crux of the end of the issue happens, and Captain Boomerang says, "Oh, that's cold, man." And I go, "You're not Captain Cold. <laughs> no cold puns. Let's uh." Got to gotta get a boomerang pun in there. Some crazy Australian Something about pun. it to come back to you. Yeah, exactly. It all comes back to me now. Yeah, just one of those really awkward moments of like, no, what? No, you're not, you're not Captain Cold. Just, you need the cold puns, especially with Flash villains. So, of course, Harley Quinn's star Suicide Squad, the star of the Suicide Squad movie, uh, also sees the Harley Quinn number one of the regular series. Right. Really, just in continuation of the Harley Quinn series yeah. that was started by Amanda Connor, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmati. Uh, Chad Harden, who was the artist for the bulk of that book, is the artist here. And I think Frank Thierry's coming on the book soon. Um, he's I don't know, he's writing. Is he writing Gang of Harleys? I think, or he may be writing Gang of Harleys. I think he's Jimmy. I think he's writing Gang of Harleys right now. I mean, I'm sure he'd be someone that they wouldn't mind taking over. For the yeah, they're they're, they're friends. Or... They know each oh, yeah. other. So, but I, I shockingly I saw... both from Brooklyn. Right. The the two most Brooklyn people who work at DC. And yeah, I'm, we I'm sorry, that, that... sorry, Dan Didio. Yeah. I, when uh, uh, they they easily out New York him, we were both at the Doran Cook tribute. We at were SDCC, and um, when as soon as Frank starts talking, yeah, it's amazing. I turn to Mike and you're like, yeah, he's from Brooklyn. It's, it's amazing. He, and he even says like, yeah, because you can't tell I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, not only do I, he's, I, he's more Brooklyn than Jimmy. He I mean, is. He, has, he sounds like he is about to run numbers and put you, you know, put cement shoes on you and throw you right. in the I, I I love. Frank Thierry stuff, but I also, it's one of those things too, like I'd never gotten to hear his voice and immediately I was like, you sound like a cartoon character and I mean that with, with the, in the best oh, yeah. way possible. No, he is. Yeah, yeah, I heard an interview with him when he did um, he did Punisher for a little while. Yes. Shockingly enough. Um, he did Punisher for a little bit, so he did an interview 
on a podcast or something that I saw. And yeah, it's just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, he is in, he's in the middle of the borough. It was, it was almost nowhere. unbelievable. Especially yeah. when you, when, if you ever take a listen to, you know, like interviews with Dan Didio, who sounds like a New Yorker. Yeah. Frank Terry goes, Dan Didio sounds like a New Yorker. Yeah. But Frank you know, Terry but Brooklyn's, goes he's even further, Brooklyn, you know, yeah. it's like, you want You want a pizza? Yeah. I'm waiting for him to ask me for a pizza or he's going to shoot me in the face. Um, with love, with Frank love. Thierry, I, uh, I cannot wait yeah. for for your book. Uh, at the announcement of the Rebirth titles, uh, Amanda and Jimmy joked that they wanted the Harley Quinn book to be labeled on the cover as DC Universe Afterbirth, since it was just the same. Right, I remember them. I remember them yeah. making that joke, and, and I'm kind of sad. The, yeah, well, they got it in the, the title. The title it's the of the title issue of is the story. Yeah. Sadly, not on the actual cover not of on the, the book. Actual, yes. Um, so yeah, it, this. Like a rebirth special, reintroduces you to pretty much everything that's going on in the current Harley verse. We have her spending a day with Poison Ivy at and a, reestablishing, at a spa. yeah, reestablishing their, uh, their relationship, friendship. their friendship, their Harley's want for more than a little bit more than a friendship, and then she goes through the point of introducing herself to this what we think is going to be a crowd of people. She introduces herself. She gives her background, her new 52, her new 52 origin specifically. Still, exi- so, still exists. Sorry. Which, sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's still, still kind of disappointing. It's still the, uh, she is tossed into the same vat as the Joker. Yeah. Well, also the idea that she infiltrates bell rev, not, uh, um, Arkham, Arkham. I get bell rev from, I guess that's the, that's the Metropolis yeah. one. <laughs> I think is, is that, it? Is that the no Super- Bell Rev is uh... that Bell Reeve was was the one that they used in the Superman comics. They might because they use it in Arrow too. They do use it in Arrow. They use it in the Arrow TV series a lot. So I was probably thinking of Amanda also on Smallville as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she goes undercover into Arkham and then she falls under the sway of the Joker and busts him out and everything. Uh, and then she introduces her supporting cast through a couple of pages. Her new gang, her yeah, Harley you find gang. out there's a lot of stuff. She's got a freak show going. She's got the, her gang of Harleys that have their own book. Um, Power Girl and Poison Ivy that she's become friends really with. Good friends with, even though ish. the the friendship with Power Girl is not necessarily one of reciprocal friendship. Yes, they have their own book for a little it's while. More, yeah, it's more like a like a tolerance yeah. in one direction. And then we get. Um, we get introduced to Red Tool, which is one of the new characters that they brought up, which is the uh, Deadpool parody, parody, and uh, a genie that no longer has his powers. Right. As I someone who wasn't the... reading the the Harley book, this is a really good introduction to him. Yeah. Into he's very into... it's very clear who he's supposed to be, but he's yeah. written in a way that Jimmy and Amanda write comedy characters. Yeah. But then we get into our plot. We get into yeah we get into our plot, which is. Uh, our the I will say we were not we try not to do too many spoilers, but the 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 instigation of the plot is very much like an old Marvel comic story about yes. about, about the scrolls coming mm-hmm. to Earth. That was that's always a great one. And landing in somebody's uh, somebody's farm and thinking that the population is cows, and they turn themselves into cows to learn about Earth, and they are inevitably turned into food. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of how this issue, or the the crux of the story, begins. And yeah. then we, we get a a essentially a zombie story, which is very very fun. Yeah, I think that's the the key here is it's a fun story. Yeah, it's it's if you've read anything from Connor and Paul Miotti, you know what that's you're what you're getting. Uh, if you enjoy their work, you're going to enjoy this. Um, 
uh, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not someone. I'm, you know, I'm not the hugest Harley fan, especially in the current incarnation. But when you buy something from Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, yeah. especially when they're focusing on things like uh, doing a comedy book, a funny book, a literal, yeah, a comic a little, book, yes, uh, one of the funny books, a comic, comic books. So they are. You know what you're in for. You know you're getting a lot of fun stuff. You're getting a lot of jokes. You're not coming to Harley Quinn for for uh, serious storytelling. Yeah. A lot of the time, that's not necessarily true. They do have their serious story. Yeah, arcs. they have this, they have their moments. I mean, uh, but you're Deadpool coming to Harley Quinn because thing, you yeah. want a break from some of the the dark and gritty. So yeah. you pick up Harley Quinn. You're looking to have some fun, and this book was definitely sticking within the within their wheelhouse of being able to tell really fun stories and turn characters into Harley Quinn, even though she is the villain into someone that's very endearing as a villain. Yeah. No, she changed her hair to the to the same movie colors. The movie colors. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, the cover is gorgeous. Connor's covers are just amazing. Yeah, just oh, a great, she can... a great flow. There's there's so much going on. She has good framing yeah, for everything. Yeah, she's got great stuff in there. So maybe worth it just for the cover alone. Very striking covers. So right, right. And the good use of the, like almost like her watercolors that she does is on to that. a certain degree. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful, beautiful artwork. And I wish she would do more uh, artwork. I know she's sort of pulled back from doing in, uh, interiors. Yeah, but. she doesn't do it. You know, once in a while, she'll throw a couple pages in there, or she'll yeah. do something for um, for like a like a, a charity, a short or story, or, yeah, or hero initiative, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stay in the Bat family because we're going to talk about this because it's been a lot of Nightwing in a short amount of time. Nightwing number two was released this week, and I think within three weeks we got the rebirth of number one and the number two. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. Yeah, so um, we continue the story of Dick Grayson working for the Parliament of Owls uh, as, as undercover. He's trying to get into um, get into the, the framework, get into the nitty-gritty of it in order to take it from from uh, inside. We have Tim Seeley as the writer, Javier Fernandez as the artist. Chris Sotomayor's colors. Uh, I you have Talon who seemed like just a you know bad version of Batrock the Leaper. Oh, uh, 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 Raptor. 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 Talon. Oh, jeez. Yes, Raptor. Um, well, I, we get a little bit more of his character. In yeah, this even I, I like the way he he treats Dick in the beginning of you know kind of not making fun of really busting his chops and yes. busting Batman's chops and sort of like you know there's a different side to kind of what you do. Um, we see Dick's relationship with Babs continue to to grow. I liked this better than number one. I, I did too. Really liked this I, book. I, I thought this it... is another book that sort of feels like, as much as we, in, I think we both enjoyed number one. Yeah, I'm not saying feel, number one was bad. This feels like the start. Yeah, once. Well, it, it does in that. This is when it starts to roll. Right. We've, we've got to get those introductions. Our, like, our opening. You get through Talon and whatever. But I loved this as it as it builds their relationship. Talon is much more complex than we're led to believe. Raptor. Raptor cheese and crackers. There is a character called Talon. There is, so, I know there is a character. So the mistake called Talon, is he's not easy in this to make. book. He's not in this um, book. It's just they're all, and they mention it in here. The whole idea of them all being, you being, know, that bird theme or right, whatever. They're all bird themed um, people. He even like we're yeah, parts of a feather. Yeah, there's really great uh, discussions here about you know heroes and the way that they brand themselves, right, and, and stuff like that. So there was a lot of fascinating work inside of, of a meta. really good uh, plot action adventure story. Um, and then you get a lot of good pieces with 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 Dick Grayson on a personal level. So I just want to touch on it real quick. That this is solid. This got better. It's yeah, solid, yeah. So one of those solid things, storytelling. Get through, get through number one. Get through the you know get through the the, the rebirth and the number one, which are solid books on their own. But number two seems to be this worse. is yeah. This was off. a lot of fun. We've got uh, we've got a I think an interesting subplot going with the reintroduction of Dick and Barbara's relationship coming back. Yeah, they're trying to get a relationship started again. 
and I'm really really happy that that stays through in this book. It's something that I think it gives it, it gives it it gives it some heart. I mean, it gives the, it heart, the, but the, if you're a long as you're time, towards the end there, I mean her her kind of last line was just like oh, oh, heartbreaking. oh yeah. So if you're if you're if you've been reading especially the two characters of Dick and Barbara for so long, this is something that I feel like is much needed. To yeah. get back to a lot of that relationship building, yeah, I think it develops her in a really great way too. It does, so. it does, because it, especially in Nightwing specifically, she's more of an adult than she's been for the last year and a half. Yeah, two and that's years. nice to see too, and, and you know, and still crime fighting, kicking butt, right? Also, you know, attempting to continue her have a her, life, yeah, her personal life and in her relationship with the uh, Batgirl and Nightwing are, are uh, those two characters in particular, especially for the Bat family are really, really good stand-ins for people who want the superheroics but also want a normal life. That's what I, was, I think people were excited for the convergence title where the two of them were, right. were you know, the Batwing. Batman doesn't Batman care about a normal yeah. life. Tim Drake uh, believes in the mission of Batman. And while he does have a life, he understands sort of the duties that sort of overcome having. Well, he's also a different life. age. So. He's also he is also different. Especially aged. the way they, they they used him pre New Fifty Two, he was considerably younger. So, right. but once Damien, you have Damien kind of fill that role, right? You have Tim in that kind of weird middle ground now. You've but, got uh, Red Hood, who's another Bat character who is who is all about that life, is more reluctant about it, but still does it. Yeah. Versus, it's always refreshing to have you know Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon being like, we we want both. Yeah. And it's a good exploration of that, having that life. And then uh, more continuations, Justice League, Brian Hitch's Justice League book, uh, Pencil by Tony Daniel, Ink by Sandu Floria. We ended number one on a cliffhanger as we're trying to figure out who is trying to break the world uh, in a certain degree. We've um, got our mad machines. Yeah, our mad machines over. stuff. So we're, we're introduced here. We've got the Justice League in different parts of the world trying to save things. We have the bad guys who are uh, possessed uh, trying to stop the Justice League uh, in here as well. Very Borg. But, yeah, just kind of wanted to... I thought this was good in that idea of, of there's like so much going on. It's kind of all over the place. We have Atlantis. We have Gotham City. We have... Uh, Los uh, Angeles. Los or, Angeles. Or, or, uh, really, Northern California. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, sort of Cupertino. We got Hong Kong. Hong Kong. I was, I was like, I couldn't remember where the Lanterns were. Yeah, they were in Hong Kong. Flash was in Central City. So there's a lot going on in a lot of different areas. Batman's calling for Flash. Cyborg's calling for the Justice League to to come back to the tower. And we start to kind of figure out a little bit more of it. But again, not necessarily commenting as much as the, the nit and grit of it, but more of the fact that this moves a, a lot faster than the first one to yes. me again. And, and, and um, I, I found it really well. I, I found this to be, again, I think this is probably better than the first one as we kind of get into the the pieces of the story we get uh we get a reappearance of superman which is fantastic um, right and this is actually like the official introduction of superman into the book like as yeah. a character with yeah, he's arc. got lines he's, he's he's interacting with bruce so right it's 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 enough like even though they've they've talked about how superman's part of it but they're still wary of him this yeah. is the official okay superman time to be superman that is that is an outspoken moment and not something that's sort of in the background of the book. Yeah. Now, I want to bring those two up because the the first ones we were I mean, while we enjoyed them they were still we we still keep 
kind of give some tepid reviews. So I wanted to revisit them and let you guys know. If for some reason you didn't pick up Justice League 1 or Nightwing 1 or their Rebirth specials thinking, eh, we wanted to let you know that number two is is solid. It's, you know, right. in Nightwing's case, I thought much better than number one. In Justice League's case, it's a good continuation of number one. So it's worth going back and maybe picking those up if you've got some time um, and you have the desire. The issue, the series that we have not been tepid about is Superman. We're jumping Tomasi, back in. Yeah, Tomasi and Gleason and Gray. We didn't review the third issue because we basically said the same thing that we were going to say about the first two, which is it's fantastic. But I wanted to again bring up number four because we didn't do number three. Um, really good. Again, I, really good. I this book is fantastic. The the story structure is beautiful. The panel layouts are beautiful. The the flow of action, the way that they're drawn. We get classic characters back. Bibbo Babowski is back. I love Bibbo. I've got a love for Bibbo, and it's good to see Bibbo back. It's very quick. He's missing know. his soda, but that's okay. It's soda gonna, will it'll, come. It'll come back. Um, it's very quick. Again, the colors, it's so bright. I mean, this, right. he, they really use the reds and yellows and oranges in this really, really well. There are just so many wonderful, again, uh, heartbeats in this. Yes, that, it's, that it's really, a story that really of tug at you. Um, we're beyond the tipping point. We're right into the the beginning of the big action. Yeah. For the story, as we get the Eradicator. As we get the Eradicator's back in number three. There's a there's a really hard. I don't even want to spoil number three. There's a really tough moment at the end of number three, which if I had read it today instead of reading it two weeks ago or last week, I would not have been able to get through it. Um, so, and that's the kind of. I mean, it touches you in in different places. It hits you in in places that. I think everyone has had something. If you have a family, the the way that Clark treats Lois and John and the way that John wants to treat his father and the way that Lois is trying to protect her family, all these things that are in, it's subtle, but it's something that if you're reading it, you're going, yep, I would, yep, that's what I, the, the panel number three, the end of it with John turning and grabbing the cape. Yes, yes. Oh, there, my God. We get our suit up. Oh, we, my you God. Get, you get John Kent suit And it up. wasn't, uh, Gleason wasn't even doing the, the, the last issue. There was a fill-in for it, and I forgot the gentleman's lane, and I apologize, but he was a fantastic fill-in. Yes. I thought he did. He, he kept it his own, but was close enough right. to what Gleason was doing. It wasn't a, a jarring Yeah, it was nothing. And a part of one of the reasons that that kind of flow continues is the colors were the same. Beautiful, beautiful, the same color, so you have beautiful stuff. So, again, wanted to come back to this and just say, if you're not reading Superman, if you're not reading Detective, you're not reading Superman. I read last week's Detective. Awesome Sunday. It is so good. That first panel, I posted it on my Instagram. I need to put it on the Nerdables one. I keep forgetting. Um, the first page has one of the most Batman pages I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's that story is fantastic. So those two definitely, and and Wonder Woman's one of our favorites as well. But those are the ones. That um, we want to keep reiterating. If you're not out there reading these books, oh, you know, either go back and pick them up, pick up the trades when they come out. You're not going to be disappointed. No, I think with not either at all. of them, not at all. Uh, um, so I mean, gosh, dang that. Yeah, I, you, I, I picked up Detective. Like it was almost right on. Like I was going through Detective, and then you posted the thing. It's like, oh, coincidentally, I'm up to Detective right now to read it. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, this is yeah. Because so Detective good. has been good. But yeah, fantastic. that issue. It's is such a it's such a great Batman book, and it flows well between uh, Katie's team and Batman. I mean, the, yes. the, the latest issue is a very Batman issue. Great 
Andy Kubert cover, him in front of the American flag, and it's outlined yes. by the bat signal. So good. Right. So good. It, it, Detective and Superman, I think, have been our top two books. Yeah, and, and you got Wonder Woman in there. Wonder um, Woman. Droid Green Arrow. Um, Nightwing now, I, I think, is, is kind of... Nightwing, yeah. Nightwing Nightwing's is been really the, good. The previous run of Nightwing was really, really good. And now we're sort of yeah, getting... Yeah, the, the racing book was better than I thought it would be. Yes. Like when I, that first day, when I saw that idea, I'm like, ugh. I don't know if I really like that idea, but um, but they, they they definitely pulled it off, and he's continuing great work. Yes, Tim Seeley very much so. Great work through here. So, so that's uh, we're going to do a quick one. I mean, since most of the issues we just kind of flew through. Right, right. And but we, again, uh, that's trying all to we be spoiler free for you. Yeah, and some of it is just kind of letting you guys know what we're what we're currently enjoying, what we're still enjoying, um, and letting you know that you know if you're going to your shop, picking up those books is not going to be. Uh, a waste of time this week also sees releases of green arrow number four Green yes. lanterns number four batman number four batman's been good um with tom king and david finch uh this one aquaman number four aquaman's better than it has any right to be i really enjoyed number three haven't had a chance to read number four yet but um and just popping it open has been really interesting it's turned into like a, a political book really right um, which is again that's the perfect yeah, book to be good, political yeah, with it's a good sort of thing I mean, we see this there's a lot of dialogue in this book, and when it's done well, it's done really well. When it's something intriguing, that's always and my big fear. Yeah. Uh, when when I look when I open a book and I see a page that feels like it's sixty percent word bubbles, I always get worried that I feel like in a good comic you should be able to balance out sort of yeah. the emotional. Sometimes sometimes you need the. I and mean, sometimes if it's you something, do need if it's it. very if it's very you know very heavy. We go back to Jonathan Hickman's Pax Romana, which yes. is all dialogue. Which is all dialogue. I mean, yeah. it's it's design and dialogue, but it was fascinating. I always remember when we talk about this sort of thing, Lady Mechanica, I think it's number two, there's a page that I open to, and it's a double-sized spread when she meets this carnival, and it's just words, like, everywhere. And I remember reading it, and I took a picture, and I posted it. I sent it to, like, Travis and Mike and everyone, and I'm like, does he get paid by the word? Like, what exactly is this? Because the dialogue was very repetitive, too. Um, and so far, we haven't found that in any of the books that we've been going through here. I mean, even Aquaman, just looking at it, knowing the type of book that it's been, I look at a page that has a lot of dialogue, and I'm not worried about it. I still, right. you know, I'm thinking this is still going to be a quality page that has a lot of information that needs to get to you because it's more complex than, hey, I need to punch Black Manta in the face. Right, you know? right, so. exactly. Solid books this week. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Um, of course, you can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, yeah, Facebook, Facebook, uh, our Nerdables page on Facebook will have anything, any news coming from us as well. Um, haven't been super active on that, but we'll we'll get better with that, right? Uh, and of course, again, if you're in the Southern California area, Sherman Oaks and Northridge houses both Earth Two locations. Um, our stock on Rebirth is we've got it all. I got a wall. We got a wall. We got a, we got a all. We got a wall of an all. Got a wall. A wall of it all, or what have you. So, um, this is the place to come for to pick up your rebirth books and anything that you're missing we still have it still on the shelf still ready for you to grab and consume uh i think that's going to do it for this week we're gonna make it uh, just a little over a half hour just, yeah, just shy of 30 minutes thank you very much for listening guys yes. and we try and keep these short and sweet we don't uh we don't we know how much uh because we value hope, your yeah, time well we also hope that your shop is close to your house yes that it's not going to take you forever of course you know i live 45 minutes away from the shop but i also pass a bunch of shops to get here so that was always good. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. For my partner, Sebastian, this is Chris. And we will talk to you next week. Oh, my God.